When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
yontiv, good yontiv, good poem, good poem, my beautiful friends. Poem. I tell you, let's say, let's take the most important thing in the world, peace. You know why there is no peace in the world? Because it's just so simple. If it would be the word, it would take five years to spell it and ten years to put on a computer. It has definitely realized something special, right? You know, Purim is the most, most, most simple holiday in the world. You can sell your hearing, you can be on the telephone. It's like a weekday. But Kavad is at home. Kavad is at home. You see, by the world, Yom Kippur is important. You fast. And the mom should stand and shoot all day. That they understand is holy. But you, you sell it with a piece of herring. With one hand. With the other hand, you make a phone call. But it just looks this way. Inside, inside. Inside you're flying higher than heaven. Higher than heaven. That's hard for them to understand. You know, if Purim would be the law that every Jew has to give another Jew a million dollars, they would talk about it all year long, right? They would make appeals and sure, gotta have money for Shlachmonas. But now it's just too simple. You take a banana and a piece of cake and you give somebody a gift. Ah, it's not a problem. I'll tell you something. I once heard from the old Mojitsa Rebbe. He said, an unbelievable Torah. He says, Torah is sometimes like food and sometimes like medication or like a vitamin pill. Imagine you would tell somebody you have to eat 20 kilo of salad. Kabbalah, right? Tell me, can you take a pill? Looks too small. He says, today, our age is the age of pills. But not only in medications, also in toilet. What, other, what our parents had to learn 20 years to get the salad down to their kishkas. Today, the Rosh gives us a pill. I want you to do something very deep, friends. Everybody knows when you read the portion of the week on Shabbos, if you miss one word, it's sad, but you don't have to read the portion again. By the Megillah, when you read the book of Esther, if you miss one book, one, one word, you start over again. You have to get the whole thing. I want you to know, my beautiful friends, basically learning is one word after the other. It takes so long. But then there are moments when God gives us the whole thing. The whole thing. And when God gives me the whole thing, I don't want to miss one word. So you, my beautiful friends, I'm poor while I'm selling my hair and making a phone call. 
what God is putting in my heart and hopefully in the heart of my children the whole time all of Yiddishkeit all of life everything which is important in the world so if some of you remember Purim night when we read the Megillah it's fast because it's not a matter of learning it's just do you have to take a pill slow right? you throw it in your mouth you gargle it down right? instead of Megillah just take it all in you know beautiful friends if people would know where you reach when you read the Megillah, the whole world would come to hear. The whole world. It's a few minutes reading, but the light. Ah, what a light. It's not the tire the way it's coming down to this world. It's the roots of the tire. You may be once learning why is God's name not mentioned in the Megillah. Maybe later on we'll come to it, but right now I want to share with you. Basically, God is my teacher. He's teaching me. But sadly enough, I'm not aware of it. So I read God said so, God said so. When I read the Megillah, it's clear to me that God is reading it, right? God is reading me a love letter. So God doesn't have to say God, God. He is reading it. He is saying it. Anyway, I'm inviting all of your friends, the whole world, wherever you are, or come here to this shul, wherever you are. Just get to hear the beginning. Everybody knows basically the Megillah is the story of nine years. Nine years. Achshverosh told Rashi to come in, not, not in, in a very holy outfit, and she refused, and Achshverosh killed her, and uh, maybe some of you know why Rashi was punished this way. Because nebuch, nebuch, gewalt, gewalt, gewalt. Have you ever heard what's going on in, in concentration camps? The way women treated women? Even more cruel than men. Vashti, the way she treated Jewish girls, was absolutely in the most degrading, degrading way. So she was punished. And Esther became the queen. So, the Rudisharim says an unbelievable time. Imagine the first year. A Yidra comes into the synagogue and he says, Did you hear the latest? Vashti was killed. He says, Who cares? You know, just forget it, don't bother me, I'm learning. A few weeks later he comes and says, Did you hear? They took away Mordechai's wife and made her the queen. Mrs. Ach, Esther, who knows what she did, you know. 
Forget it. I don't want to hear about it in this matter. Nine years later, nine years later, Haman has this gewalt idea to kill all the Jews. Nine years later. And suddenly at the end of the Megillah, they realize that this is one story. You know what the Megillah is all about? Unless you know the whole story from beginning to end, you don't know. You know when Elijah the prophet is coming, suddenly when Mashiach is coming, he'll come to the end. And suddenly the whole story of us Jewish people will be so clear to us. It'll be so clear to us that God was leading us by the hand all the time. And everybody in their own personal life, suddenly we are so angry at God sometimes, we are so hurt. We think, God, why are you doing this to me? Wait, wait. Wait. Won't it be clear to you? Ah, oh, give out. How good is to me. How God is so good to me. Taking care of everything the deepest, and all those things which don't even seem to connect, suddenly at the end, everything connects. One more very, very important thing. Esther says to Mordechai, get all the Jews together. You know what the problem with this is? We don't know how much we are connected. We know so little how the events in history are connected. But we also don't know how one human being is connected to the other. One of the great, one of the great Rosh Hashivas, I think, once said something unbelievable. Someone told him that in Alaska, one Eskimo killed another Eskimo. He says, you know where this began? Because one Yeshiva book insulted another one. Vibrations. Till it comes to Alaska, it's right. We don't know the connectedness of the world. Remember, Nachman says, and give me good harmony. The Holy Master. The Holy of Holiest. The deepest of the deep. The Heilige Reb Nachman, how Breslov says, how does war begin? Somewhere, 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 somewhere on a lonely island. There's father and mother and children. Say good morning to the children. The parents did not kiss the children, and the children were so broken. Nobody, nobody, 
turns over the world. Me and you, you are the reconnection. And you know why Shlachmonus, you don't stand face to face? Because we're not talking now about if I love you when I see you. Because when I see you, I don't have to be connected to smile at you. Question is, how much am I connected to you when I don't see you? Connection. You know when we say Shema Yisrael, I close my eyes. Well, you know what I'm telling God? God, am I connected to you? God, am I connected? You know when you kiss someone, you love them very much, you close your eyes. You know what I'm telling you? God, am I connected? And you know children when they're born? Is anybody ever more connected to parents? And children, when they're born, it's deeper than loving, it's deeper than anything. They keep their eyes closed. You know, when a baby's born, you'll ask the mother, since when are you connected to this baby? She said, was there ever a second in my life and I was not connected to you. You know, my children might be born yesterday, but my connection is always, 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 always. So everybody knows I'm poor. On Yom Kippur, we make peace with God. But in poor, we make peace with our children. Purim is peace between us and God, but Purim is peace between one person and the other. Ah, oh, so beautiful. You know, you keep the whole world doesn't come running. They say, yeah, you have a special relationship to God, Mother of God. You know, I appreciate it. Oh, when the whole world sees us healing, the way we love each other, they all want to be healed. They all want to be part of us. You know, sometimes you and I, we walk down Fifth Avenue. You see people yelling at each other. You see husband and wife walking next to each other, but two million miles far from each other. Do you feel, oh, I'd like to be part of that? No. But then sometimes you see somebody holding hands, kissing each other, and suddenly you think, I. I wish I would be part of that. So Mazel Tov and good Purim, I bless you and me to be part of all the bananas, all the pieces of cake. And if you remember my beautiful friends, Rabbi Yitzhak Vodichwe, did anybody know more how to love people than Rabbi Yitzhak Vodichwe? Rabbi Yitzhak was so much in love with every person. He absolutely refused to believe that anybody in the world ever did anything wrong. He absolutely refused to believe there's evil in the world. Not because he was so naive, ah, oh, because he was so deep. Because Kabbalah was see deep, see deep. So with Israel, all day poor, he was mamish kissing all the Shachmonas he got. You can just see it. The Heavy of the Yitzhak. 
sitting all day kissing all the apples, all the oranges, all the pieces of cake. But one more thing, you know what harmonic is also? You know what the greatest evil in the world is? When you take away somebody's self-confidence. You know why there's no peace in the world? Because nobody really has confidence in themselves that they can do it. We don't believe in it anymore. Amalek. Amalek. You know when you came out of Egypt, what did Amalek tell us? Yeah, you're very cute. You're free now for a few weeks. Soon you'll be slaves again. You know, I don't want to say anything in history. So many nations became free. And you know how long the freedom lasted inside? A little while. Because nobody gave them confidence. Nobody gave them confidence. You know something? Sometimes I play in prisons. And the saddest thing in the world is, you know, sometimes I come for the second or the third time. And I asked, where is Moishe Levez Kavanagh? They say, oh yeah, they, they got out of prison. They'll be back soon again. You know what that means when they walked out from prison? Someone said to them, you'll be soon back. Took away one every ounce of self You know, I'm a little bit friendly with the homeless people. Actually, they're my best friend, hopefully. And sometimes I ask them, what about this one, this one, where are they? They say, ah, oh, you know, thank God they found, they found a home. But they'll be back soon. They'll be on the street again. So poor, the most important thing is to give each other confidence. And you know what it is? Give out, give out of loving each other and poor. And you know the way we read the Pasha on Shabbos? Purim, the Megillah, is fire. Mamish fire. It's, it's an atomic explosion inside every word. So here's the famous story, and just bear with me. Friends, how do you say good Shabbos? Shabbos. 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 You say it sweet, cute as a nigga. Shabbos. Shabbos. But how do you say good poor? Ah, you don't say good poor, good poor, no. It's not the way to do it. And here's the story. Heading among it of Kojnitz had so many chsidim, but absolutely the poorest among them, not poor in his heart, but poor in his pockets. So poor morning, there's a long line, everybody gives the heading among it, and uh, Pinchas is also standing in line. And, but he doesn't give the Rebbe Shlachmonis. He doesn't give any gifts. 
So the Rebbe said, Pinosu, why didn't you bring me Shlachmonis? Why didn't you bring me a gift? So Pinosu says, Rebbe, I have a wife and seven children. You have nothing to eat. I have no money to buy you a gift. The Holy Magi looks at him and says, Pinosu, you know what your problem is? You don't know to sing it poor. Come, I'll teach you. Stand straight. You can just see Pinosu will never stand like this. Amalek not only took away every, every self-confidence, Amalek was already bending down his spine. He said, stand straight like a king. And he says, say after me. Go Okay, now that you know the secret poem, go out and get Vishnachmanus. And you know, Pinosu, every Friday he goes to the grocery store, stands there like after an Amolek attack, and he stands there and people pass by, give him a little herring, a little color. He's ashamed to lift up his head. This time he walks into the grocery store, they can barely recognize him. And he says, Good says it's poor. I'll pay you later. Right now I need the biggest, longest, widest, most best tasting cake and the biggest bottle of wine. No problem. Our best customer, how could we not? He runs back to the shul, and the Helig Magid is standing by the door, waving at him. Pinchasu yells, Get poor, my Helig Rebbe! And the Magid says, Get poor, my Helig Pinchasu. Finally, give them Shlachmonis. And the Magid says, Pinchasu. I know how much you took out of it. I want to give you Shlachmonus back. I bless you that this dreadful poem should be with you forever. Pinnusel goes right back to the grocery store and he yells again, good poem. He says, I have a wife and seven children. They have nothing to eat. Today is poem. Oh, they bring the biggest box, fill it with cake, with herring, and who knows what else. And I always tell my friends, I'm sure Mautrenester helped him to carry it because Pinnacle wasn't eaten since his permitment. How did he have the strength to carry so much? He passes by a store where they sell children's wear. And he walks in and he says, Good poem! I have seven children, they have nothing to wear. Oh, no problem, Gewalt. How old are they? What's their favorite color? What's their size? And how did he carry this one? I'm sure Elijah the prophet came to help him. Then he passes by a boutique. He says, good poor. 
I want you to know my wife was once the most beautiful woman in the world, but now she is ashamed to walk on the street. She has only rags to wear. It's poor. I'll pay you later. Can you please give me the most beautiful dress for my wife? No problem. How could we not? And you know, my beautiful friends, Pinchasul never says good morning to his children. He's ashamed. He walks in, sits in a corner. He's ashamed to lift up his eyes because he comes without food. For the first time, Pinchasul comes and he yells, get poor! Oh, you can just see those little kids, their eyes glowing in the dark. They're so proud of their father. And they say, get poems, he said, Tata. says, stand in line. I have to teach you how to say good poem. And he yells, good Then he says to them, I want you to know, I want you to know, until today, until today, I was not much of a father. But this beautiful wife, he says, I want you to know, I'm so sorry, I wasn't much of a husband. But from today on, everything will change. Do you know that the Holy Market blessed me with the strength of hope forever? He's giving out shlachmonas to his wife, to his children, and every second they yell good poem to each other, good poem, good poem. And the Holy Market, the Holy of Holiest, sitting by the Feast of Poem, suddenly says, shh, I just heard a voice in heaven. The master of the world says to the angels, shh, I want to hear Pinchasl teaches his children how to say good poem. The next day Pinchasl walked into the office of the richest man in town and he said, good poem. The holy market blessed me with the strength of poem. Please give me a loan of 10,000 rubles. I'll pay you back in four weeks. No problem. The fact is, an historic fact, that Pinrosso became the richest Jew in Poland. And you know the three giants, the Sea of Lublin, the market of Koshnitz and Rabendel Riminovic. Every Shabbos where thousands of people wait, who paid the bill. A headache What Purim can do to a person? Well, this is not the end. Approximately between 1815 and 1820, the peasants of Poland made a revolution, but said enough, not against the Tsar because they decided that the Jews squeeze out their last ounce of, money, of, of blood. Never the Yidna was so persecuted. But 
That's how the world is, even today. Anyway, there was a big gathering, thousands, thousands of peasants with weapons, with knives, with swords, and they wanted to kill all the Jews. It was awesome. And Pinchas all by himself, all by himself, went to the gathering and said, take me to your leader. Take me to your heaven. And Pinchas can imagine with how much strength he spoke to them. He said, it's not us who make your life so miserable. The Russian government who is your enemy, who is my enemy. The Russian government, who has no compassion on the poor. And because of Pinchasul, there was no pogrom. So anyway, Sending to the United Nations a lot of great speakers. I give out the Pinrussel should go to the uh, to the to the United Nations. Pinrussel has to go to Egypt. Pinrussel has to go to Iran, to Iraq. Pinrussel has to go to Syria and has to tell them we are not your enemies. We are cousins. What are you fighting? But where do you get the pinnacle? But I want you to know, when we read the Megillah, when we read the Megillah, at that moment, God gives us so much energy. And you know, when we say the word Haman and the Megillah, I should give the big zets. And remember, we're learning it from Bobov. One zet. Because if you give two, that means the first didn't work, right? That means already a monarch took away yourself, Captain. That's what a monarch says. You can't beat me. One time. But for real. You know, my beautiful friends, so many people walk around saying, I'm proud to be a Jew. But you know something? I, I don't see it. What do you mean you're proud? So therefore, what do you do? Therefore, you live not like a Jew, because you're so proud of being a Jew. If I'm proud of being a Jew, then I want everyone on the street to know that I'm a Jew. You know, it says, Mordechai Yehudi was one Jew in Shushan. And the Gemara says, there was one Jew. Shushan was thousands of Jews. Ah, there was one Jew who wore tzitzes hanging out. There was one Jew who wanted the whole world to know he's Jewish. You know, my great-great-great-great-grandfather, I told some of you, it was a chosid of the Meir Shalayah, and he went to Germany, and you know, on Shabbos he wore Strahmel for it, but he wore the Strahmel all week long, because he was so afraid, maybe they wouldn't know that he's Jewish. So, I have to tell you something. Just to mention my holy grandfather, 
You know, in Poland they thought the Jews in Germany lived so well. It wasn't true. It was 1840, they were just, just as much persecuted. He became the rabbi in this little village. Now it's called Lübeck, it's a big city then. It was moisting a little village in a ghetto. And suddenly the government wanted to make them pay other taxes. So he went to the mayor of the city and says, believe me, we don't have it. He says, how come you have money to invite guests for Shabbos? He says, from now on, you're forbidden to invite guests on Shabbos. Never. So my holy great-great-grandfather, Sukkot night, had 14 guests in the Sukkot. Suddenly he was surrounded by police. And because of 14 guests, they arrested all the 14 guests and my holy grandfather, and they were sitting for 14 days in prison. And there's a letter. He says, it was the highest infrastructure in the world. <laughs> you know why? Because even in Simostara, Mazeda was Purimdik. Givald was so proud to be a Jew. Givald was he holding on to every word of the Torah. Want you know something? It's very special. When you read the portion of the week, you don't have to hold on to it. I mean, usually we're holding it because it's very delicate, it can roll off. By the beginning, you have to hold on to it. And if you remember, at a certain point we say, this letter, which is the same, we're holding up the Megillah, say, this letter. You know the difference in a book, in a letter? Very simple. On one hand, a book is forever, and a book is for the whole world, and a letter is just for the moment. But yet, on the other hand, a letter is just to you. I cannot say I printed a book for you. <coughs> a book, you sell thousands, it's for everyone. A letter, it's just to you. So when you're holding on to it, I'm holding on to the Torah. Because all year long I thought the Torah was just a book. But when I hear the Megillah, I realize <coughs> it was a love letter from God. And friends, you know something? All year long I'm writing love letters, maybe on paper, and poem. I'm sending you a banana and a piece of cake. And you know what is written on the banana? It's the deepest story in the world. Have you ever noticed when I send a girl a love letter, a real deep love letter? I don't want to be there when she reads it. Because it's so deep. Just, it's too much. I don't even have vessels. Don't even have vessels to be there. So poem is not face to face. And you know, humanly speaking, the Megillus Esther is such a deep loveless of God to us that God's name is not mentioned like God says even I don't have vessels to be there. But then, you know, friends, we close our eyes. We see the master of the world is always there. Even if it looks sometimes on the outside, he's hiding. 
always, always, always there. Always, always. I want you to do one more thing. Imagine I love this girl very much and I'm selling her flowers. Not face to face, right? If she doesn't know where it's coming from, that she really doesn't love me so much because she thinks, is it Moshe, is it Jacob, is it I don't know, right? But if she gets flowers and she says, oh, I know it's from, all right. I want you to know, we're telling you, do you know who it's from? Do you know who it's from? I want to bless you and me with so much Lachmonas. And please don't hesitate to kiss Lachmonas. And may it give you strength because sadly enough there's so many parents in the world who don't kiss their children enough. Ay, 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 ay. Then, but then is something very, very important. You all to read the Megillah, and every word of the Megillah is an injection to give us strength. Shlachmonas is even super strength. I mean, it's all the vitamins you need to be a strong Yidale, and a little bit iron, and who knows what else is in there. All those holy vitamins which kept us Jewish people going forever. But I want you to know, this is all our mother age. Because the way it was had in the household of Yaakov, our holy mother Rachel was giving out the food to the children, but Leah was taking care of the children. So I want you to know, Esther and Motra are children of Rachel. Yosef Atzadik is the one who gives out food to the world. So. Can you imagine how much strength Yosef Atzadik had? According to holy tradition, nobody in the world was tested like Yosef, as the wife of Potiphar. Nobody ever in the world was tested of not being angry at his brothers like Yosef Atzadik. Nobody ever in the world. God was his strong. This is all Rachel. But then comes the feast. The feast is our Holy Mother Leah. And you know the difference between food and wine, that's very simple. Food also gets through your whole body, but basically it sends energy to your brains, to your heart. But wine, to your toes. You know what Leah is? I don't want God throughout the toilet just to get to my heart, to my head. I want to completely intoxicate it with the time. You know, I don't want to just love my children. I want to be drunk with it. I don't just want to love my husband and my wife. I don't just want to love your life. I'm intoxicated with it. And before we say goodbye to each other, let me tell you a story you heard from the Heilige Bobo you know, in Bobov and Poland, they were not so rich, a little bit. So they had one big, it was called a fuss of beer, you know, like a big barrel of beer. 
was meant for a few hundred people. And there's this big six foot four husky chosid is standing and drinks the whole time. So the rabbi says, listen, where's loving your neighbor as yourself? There are other people also. He says, yeah, this is very cute, but I have to get drunk. So the rabbi thought for a long time and says, you know something? If you really love somebody else, you can be drunk loving them. So I want you to know what comes later. You know what Leia is, you know what Mashiach is all about. Suddenly people will not just love each other, they'll be drunk with each other. And you know, until until Leia comes, I'm learning the Torah and it's beautiful, I keep the Torah, then it gives me strength. Comes the Feast of Poor, I'm drunk with every word. I'm drunk, drunk with every Jew I see. I'm drunk with every human being. I'm drunk with every morning the sun comes out. I'm drunk with every sunset. And uh, friends, I bless you. I bless you. And you know, on Yom Kippur, I tell God all my mistakes. It's very holy, not a poor, because I'm much too drunk to remember what I did wrong. Who remembers what I did wrong? And here, really thanking all of you all the beautiful people who Sandy and Dvarla and Moishele, Sheila, Kamele, Bochel, Shimon, Gewalt, the greatest musician, and no other greatest musician. The heading of Yankara and Holy Bob. Thank you for joining us here and Phil and everybody who's here. I want you to know why is it really that on Purim I'm not telling God my mistakes? Why not? Imagine I'm drunk and I feel like telling God everything. I say to God, I want you to know about your last Purim I didn't send Shatmanus. Last Purim I didn't read the Megillah. Two years ago Purim I didn't even know it's Purim. And four years ago if you wouldn't have told me I wouldn't have cared. Would be a sweet time to tell God. Why am I not telling it to you? This is the answer. <laughs> Was there anybody in the world more loving people than the Heilige Woke? Was there anybody deeper than Woke? They were really drunk, was loving each other. So the Woke had to exceed him. One was Moishele, was again so poor. Yankra was a little bit rich. Not too rich, but rich. Moishele has to marry off his daughter, he needs 2,000 rubles. He goes to Yankee and says, Yankee, please, can you give me a loan of 2,000 rubles? Eventually I'll pay it back. It's a neighbor. What should he do? He has to give it to him. Year after year after year after year, he says, hey, Moishele, you promised me to give it back. You know, I'm not that rich. 2,000 rubles means a lot to me. He says, I don't have it. One night late at night after midnight, and maybe it was poor night, the Holy Walker came to visit Ramoishele because his majesty was poor in his pocket. But he was marmish, one of the biggest exceedem. His head, his heart was in heaven. And Rabbi looks out of the window and he sees the heli grandma goes to Moishele. Ah, this is a good time. He knocks on the door. And the Rabbi says, hey, Yankele, so glad to see you, but brings you so late at night to see your neighbor Moishele. He says, Rabbi, I don't want to say anything bad, and I don't want to put 
Counting the same pennies again, 58, 59, 60, 61. He kept on counting until he reached 100,000 rubles. They're close to God, and the, and the heavenly accountant says, 10 mistakes, 10 mitzvahs, 20 mistakes, 20 mitzvahs, try to balance it off, balance it out. But they're counting like straight. I'm torn when we all are drunk. God says, once in your life you put on film, I'm going to count it now for six or 13 times. Go out, you did all the mitzvahs, then God counts it more. How many letters are on the Torah? Six and a thousand letters. He said, go out. Every time you put on film is for one letter of the Torah. He says, go out, you're the biggest tzaddik in the world. And you know, friends, one banana and one piece of cake isn't really much. But imagine if I send you two million pieces of bananas and two billion pieces of cake, it's a lot, right? So I'm sending you one banana, one piece of cake, and I'm begging you, can you please, please count it like the heading of okay? You know why? Because maybe you did one time in your life a favor to me, but you know I love you so much? Because the one favor you did to me I also count thousands of times. You know what children are so happy and poor? Because children are the best worker counters. They are the real God's accountants. They don't know if one to one is hundred, if one to one is two million. They just know. Oh, I give out what they know, what they know.
You know, friends, Hodcha and Estes, they give us so much life. But Leia, Mashiach, is deeper than life. It's even deeper. And I don't know what it is because Mashiach hasn't come yet. You know, sometimes you meet friends and their presence, they take away all your energy, you're tired, you're dead. Sometimes you have friends and their presence, you are alive. Promise you alive. Sometimes you learn something and it's so boring that while you're learning it, you fall asleep and it just... Sometimes someone teaches you something, you're alive. But this is all Rocha. Then comes Leia. I don't know what it is. But on Purim when we're a little bit drunk, you get just a little taste of it. And I want to bless you. Even, I'm sure you gave Shlachmonas, you will give out Shlachmonas all day Purim. But I want to give you a Shlachmonas again when you're drunk. Ah, and this is the story. The Heilige Kabrina, the Heilige Lachowicz, and the Heilige Slonemann were sitting there with Madrush. It was late, late after the Feast of Purim. And I'm sure most people were asleep and thought they had a good Purim. But the Heilige Kabrina, the Heilige Lachowicz, the Slonemann, they knew it only starts now. They had one banana, one piece of cake. And it circled from one to the other. And the Slonimus says, each time it came back to me, I had it in my hand. It was so much holier, so much deeper. And each time it came back, I tasted, I can't tell you what, because it was poor. I bless you to taste. What the three giants tasted that night. And I bless you that the Shlachmonos, after you're drunk, should be that banana, and that piece of cake, the Heidegger Lechowitsche, the Heidegger Slonemann, the Heidegger Kabrina. But oh, one more thing the Heidegger Rijna was sitting in prison. I give always sitting in prison here and a half. The Russians are was afraid he's taking over Russia. The regional never thought of taking over Russia. But you know what happened? The Tsar came to Kiev. The Tsar came to Kiev and he had 20,000 policemen. And just to put the fear of God into the people, he sent 5,000 people to Siberia just to show them what the Tsar is all about. And when he drove through the streets of Kiev, now people had to be there and cheer him was dead, was bad. Two weeks later, the Heilige Rishna came. There was no police. There was no announcement. But the Heilige Rishna came into the city. All the peasants came running out of their houses with little candles. And the Jews and the peasants were dancing. It was like after Mashiach had come. So the governor of Kiev, of the Ukraine, sent a letter to the Russian Tsar. Do you know what kind of, of power this man has? He can drive into Moscow or to St. Petersburg 
take over the city without police. Justice is very present. So the Tsar says, you got to put him in prison. And only later on, they stole him out of prison, they brought the guards, and he went to Austria. I'm sure everybody knows the story. So he was sitting in prison, and the law is prison. And he says, Master of the world, I want so much to give you Shlachmonas. I, I would like to give Shlachmonas to anybody, but there's nobody here. You're the only one who's here. So I have to give you Shlachmonas. But they have nothing to give you. Then he says, Master of the world, I'm giving you all my tears. Then he says, Master of the world, I'm giving you the tears of all of Israel. Well, then he said, Master of the world, you have to give me back. I'm begging you, give us back all the joy from heaven. Yes, we had enough. Give us back, child. Let it be, let it be.
la 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 la